whoa, you guys, my face and my hair and everything is permanently like this because I just saw the craziest day of basketball I have ever seen. Conference tournaments are here. They are insane. Five different games had a 95% win probability with under three slash five minutes to play. And they all lost. It's madness. March is here. I own a lost. I got to calm down. Okay, here we go. Ready? I, I love Welcome. this bit. I want this bit every day. This is great. I didn't know it was coming, and I'm very happy. <laughs> well, hey, your hair was very field. kept. It was very kept, despite the, the under hat look. Like I think he definitely did it, and then faked it, and then went it back on. That's just my <laughs> suspicion behind the scenes. Well done, my makeup. Good job, my makeup team today. I wake up like that. Welcome to the Field of 68 Best Bet Show, presented by Bet Rivers. We're the three man weave. We're here to talk to you through a game of, excuse me, a slate of 61 games. All conference tournaments, all madness. I can't wait. Jim, quick takeaways. Hit me. What'd you see? Uh, bubble teams are dumb, and they're feeling the pressure right now, man. Uh, of those ki- of those games you mentioned with the late collapses, Wake Forest and Xavier were two of them, two teams that probably were a little tense knowing that they're very close to the cut line, and they are even closer now. can make the argument that both should be out. I'm not, I'm not passionate about that, but... Uh, I, I think you could definitely make the case and they're going to be sweaty until Sunday. I'm curious if we see some more tightness from the, the big bubble teams today, like Florida and teams like that. Yeah. And uh, we see, I mean, look at Colgate. Um, I think the the best teams, the dominant teams in their respective conferences and low major, mid major level have mostly taken care of business, which has certainly helped. Mostly. Um, well, well, sorry, mostly not come on. There's a few exceptions. We'll, we'll get to that. I'm sure whine about those as our show goes on today, but I kind of happy about that. Um, I'm Mr. Anti-March, Anti-Fun, Old Curmudgeon Scrooge, who thinks the conference tournaments, while fun, are uh, they do a disservice to selecting the best of the best and putting our prized pet teams in the field. But so far, it's been out well. So knock on wood until it keeps going. Well, Matt, I'm gonna I'm gonna push back a little bit there. Uh, Iona, you can't lose to Ryder. So if if you lose to Ryder, you deserve to be out of the tournament. So there yeah, you go. Tough. You, you should have won. Uh, it sucks. Yeah, they're the best team in the MAC, but they lost a rider. They were Can't one of those it. collapses, kind of seventy to sixty-five with like yeah. two forty-five left, and they scored zero points the rest of the way. That's how you wow. lose a bid. That's March, baby. We love it. Let's start off with a little rivalry between uh, our one of our producers, Dagan Hughes, and uh, our beloved Overlord Rob Dowster. Oh, belo- beloved. Well, he's an Overlord. Yeah. Nonetheless, Seton Hall Titan. versus UConn. Seton Hall has won six straight, Matthew, but two and four against the spread. And yesterday was brutal down by as much as 10 points to Georgetown and Kadari Richmond, 17 minutes played. What do you see? Uh, I think UConn smacks him today. I think this is a tournament where UConn is going to reassert the dominance or the, the, the awesome version that we saw earlier in the year. And Seton Hall has got some issues. You're right. Kadari Richmond was a shell of himself uh, in no way. The effective point guard that that team needs. And obviously Bryce Aiken, um, just the trajectory that team had been on all season can be directly pointed to how well, how effective are they, are their point guards playing Jim? So without that proven, I certainly can't trust the team. I actually think minus four is a little bit low, especially coming off the back to back. Um, I would lean pretty hard. You kind of, I didn't take it. I'm questioning why I did now that I keep looking at that number. Kiss of death. Bet. Minus four, best bet. Minus four. UConn. I'm in Matt. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Again, for your kiss of death. Sure. Uh, this opened way too low. I took it at minus two Hanging at Westgate last night. Um, I, I just, the, the Richmond thing is massive. Dante Harris got hurt for Georgetown yesterday. They were playing without a point guard and they were still taking it to Seton Hall. 
Uh, Seton Hall almost lost at home to Georgetown. I just think that team is not actually playing anywhere near as well as that win-loss record indicates. Like Matt mentioned, I think the day off should help UConn. The physicality, I think they can kind of overwhelm Seton Hall. I don't love trusting UConn laying points. I got I got to fully admit that, but I think this is a terrific spot for them. Playing a team that doesn't have a true shot creator, that is really going to catch up with the Pirates. I think they suffocate them something like 70 to 55 or so, Kai. I mean, UConn minus four, best bet. Yeah, and they split the series, but you could argue UConn should have won that first game, ended up losing in overtime to a Yetna. Aiken had a monster game too, right? Yeah, Aiken and Richmond both had huge games in that one. I think they combined for like 49 points. Um, no Yetna <laughs> in that game for Seton Hall, but there, there's no bowling UConn here, and that's a problem for Seton Hall, who is short on skilled guards at the moment. They can't just use a trash man's approach, a garbage man's approach to this game. And UConn has R.J. Cole, and R.J. Cole, in my mind, is a potential tournament darling type of player, a guard who can take over. Um, he has the passion. He has the ability. Uh, coaching, Kevin Willard, I'm probably taking him over Hurley every day and twice on Sunday, but I do lean towards UConn here uh, due to personnel issues. And I support Jim's best bet. Thanks, Moving on. guys. Big 12 time, TCU versus Texas. TCU is in the tournament, Jim. They look fantastic, although their final game against West Virginia wasn't the best. Texas swept the series are they just too much of a matchup issue for tcu i don't think so I, I i don't feel like texas is some team that just like has a secret key to unlock certain opponents they're just you know solid defensively and uh mostly manufacture enough points offensively i tcu i think can can hang around here uh, they have i don't know maybe the roster's not quite to the level of texas but they're not outpaced and I don't see any major coaching edge. TCU is definitely playing better to close the year. The Kansas win, the Texas Tech win. Uh, granted, the West Virginia loss was tough, but that was a, a killer spot after playing Kansas twice. So I'm leaning towards Texas Tech here. I could also get down with the under, probably going to be a little bit of an ugly game, despite the first couple of meetings, uh, the first two meetings between these two having more points than I might expect. So lean towards TCU, Matt. What do you got here? Yeah, it's been bet up to five and a half. I think I lean TCU as well. Um, I've been on record yeah. on uh, not being a big Longhorn believer. While I know they've had the matchup edge, uh, I, I think this kind of swings back closer toward a pick em game. And Texas has not seen the version of TCU that we've seen recently. Kai, also 11.30 tip early start, ugly game. Most Texas games are ugly and TCU is, is prone to playing some rock fights as well. I think that favors the dog, a 126 total. Uh, pretty hard lean TCU. I think there's a lot of factors that sets up well for the horny frogs. I, I really appreciate scheduling, giving us a, a power game, actually a couple in Florida and Texas and they tip at 11 o'clock. Uh, that's great. I love basketball all day, every day. Um, I don't know, man, TCU, I, they thrive against teams who can't really handle their athleticism, their length in the perimeter. And Texas can definitely handle that. They, they, they do it just as well. Lampkin probably has an edge inside. If you want to go by sheer size, because beard refuses to play DC a meaningful amount of minutes still, which, which continues to baffle me. I do think there's value on TCU's number here. I think they can keep it close. Interesting note, TCU 10, four and one against the spread as a dog this year, Texas 10, 12 and one as a favorite. So obviously uh, there, there's a bit of a TCU underdog mentality there. Next game. We talk about Indiana and Michigan tips in Matt. 23 minutes. Kai, very exciting. Hey, another power game that starts soon, Matt, Loser goes home, question mark. Michigan might be in with loss, but they'd be 17 and 14. That is an eyesore for the committee. Uh, certainly would bring into call some precedents in terms of at-large selection for record-wise. Matt, Indiana needs this win 
to make the tournament. They're fully healthy. Fantasy's back. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, Indy and I think if you zoom out to like the last month, they've not played well, but you zoom into like the last four, another Rutgers game was disappointing in a game they had to have. But I mean, the Purdue game, they were right there. Probably could have won that game, arguably. Minnesota, Maryland uh, efforts I thought were fine for the most part. Xavier Johnson played well in all three of those good games. And I think we've said it all year. When he plays well, this team usually plays pretty well because there's just so devoid of consistent playmaking and offensive orchestration at the point guard position. Jim just got word that Trey Galloway is warming up. That's enormous from a two-way mm. perspective, especially he's a you know renowned as a defender. But how Hunter Dickinson, how far, how far we've come. come. I know we know Trey, Trey Galloway. Galloway to, uh, <laughs> I mean, we're like we're highlighting Rob Fantasy as a key guy for this backcourt. That's how inconsistent it's been. <laughs> um, how much this team would love to have Al Durham, that's for sure. But yeah, and Hunter Dickinson also warming up as well. So it seems like both teams are pretty healthy. That's big. I lean Hoosiers on the spot, Jim, but certainly cannot trust this team with any sort of real conviction. Yeah, I, I guess the desperation factor is there, but I kind of think it's it's gravitating more for these bubble teams towards nervousness, towards tension with like, yeah. uh, it's just kind of overwhelming them late. They're, they're thinking a little too much about needing the win. And Indiana does not have a great reputation in the Big Ten tournament. I know a lot of IU fans will, will validate that. Uh, that perspective, I, I saw, I believe it was Chris shoot from mid major madness saying like, Oh, the bubble's going to break great for Indiana today. This was yesterday. And you get Xavier loss, get wake forest loss. He's like, just for them to lose in excruciating fashion tomorrow to Michigan. So I kind of, <laughs> I kind of buy that. Um, I don't really care that Juwan Howard is back. That doesn't impact the way I think about this game really at all. Huh. That's fine. Whatever. Um, but I'm, I, I don't have a, a strong lean here, Kai, but I think it'd be ever so slightly to Michigan. Yeah, uh, Martelli, three and two without Howard on the sidelines. Picked up a couple quality wins. I agree. I don't see much advantage with Howard on the sidelines there. Uh, Michigan did beat Indiana by 18 at Assembly Hall. Dickinson at 25 and nine. He is back, as Matt said. Devontae Jones is also playing extremely well down the stretch. Um, mm-hmm. Michigan's certainly the team, I, Michigan's the team I trust more right now. I think there's value in Indiana plus three, though. Uh, if you're looking at a pure number perspective, I think that's a, a, a value play. Next game, Wyoming, UNLV, Mountain West time. Home court question mark, Jim. I don't give any. Uh, Wyoming just played on this floor a week ago. UNLV, they're pretty hot. They won. Uh, uh, actually, they, they dropped one at the pit, I suppose. But before that, they're looking pretty good. What do you think about this game? Yeah, that was a does not matter at all game yeah. for UNLV. They were locked into seating in this 4-5 game. It, didn't, it wasn't a big deal. The thing that surprised me about the first meeting between these two is that UNLV out-rebounded Wyoming. UNLV is pretty small, especially up front. I think Graham EK was in foul trouble, which is certainly a factor for it. Uh, I I am mega torn on this game. I think Wyoming could have that tension of being a bubble team, whereas UNLV is like free and clear at home playing with house money. We could win this tournament, but if we don't, it's not going to like change our outcome. So I'm, I'm, very torn on this one, Matthias. I, I don't even have a lean. I just am excited to watch this one. The Mountain West tournament's going to be awesome today. The quarterfinal matchups are all terrific. Yeah, they are. Um, I don't have a strong lean either. I've struggled to like, how much home do you give to UNLV? Like, obviously, it's at their home venue, but feels like a little bit different because it's a conference tournament setting. And I don't mean to throw shade, Jim, at your running rebel faithful out there, but not exactly a fan base that shows up in droves. Uh, to watch their boys play, especially into Wyoming fan base, it probably will travel pretty well. Yeah, it's um, good. I would I would imagine it'll feel neutrally. And I, I like neutrally, point, right? Wyoming just played there like a week and a it half. It just played there. Yeah, like exactly. That. So it's not like a unfamiliar journey, whatever. Um, Kai, yeah, nothing profound here. 
total got bet down a little bit. I kind of leaned the under, felt like it could be a lower scoring game, um, played more in the half court, but uh, no strong take on side or total in this one. Yeah, uh, UNLV did win that last game, uh, but Wyoming was up in the second half. They had a terrible shooting night, 7 for 26 from deep, 8 for 12 from line, 14 for 35 inside the arc. Just, just not characteristic of what we usually see from a Linder offense. They are bleeding down the stretch. They pretty much need this game, I think, to stay in the tournament's uh, picture. I'm leaning towards Wyoming on the number of pick here. I think there's value. Um, I love Linder. I love his offense. I think they kind of strike back. Chat mob, part one. Matthew, what do you got? All right, let's do it. Uh, first, best bets, of course. Starting off with Leg Show Magazine. He's looking at Texas A&M plus two and a half. Uh-oh, I like the other side here. Sorry, I took Florida at minus two. It's been bet up a little bit. The key thing here, Jim, is Colin. You trusted Mike Castleton. White. I do. I do. He's going to save his job today until he um, just, he's going to delay the inevitable one more day, I think. So I think they get the win. Castleton dealing with an illness, though. Um, I think he's actually dicey to play. I don't care. I still late too. Players don't matter. Wow. That, I think he matters. I think he matters a decent amount. Yeah, he um, does matter. I, 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 like I said, I think Florida's a team that could have that, like, Tension down the stretch of we if we win this game or if we lose this game, we're done. And they they are. If they lose this game, they're done. So they, they're going to be desperate, but also nervous. So, yeah, I don't know. Hi, Notre Dame, Virginia Tech. I want your thoughts on this. Jim uh, mentioned that's, our game. that's our next game. It's on the outline. And yes. sorry, Mr. Lanti, your best bet will be discussed very shortly. Uh, Utah State, best bet from also, Scotty H. Also, also on the outline. outline. Luke Putnam. Gems. South Carolina thinks it's a lock. The game. Yeah, I was, I was hoping that was gonna be a third straight outline game. No, nah, like, ah. three third times a charm, maybe. Um, I, they played better, Jim. My Gamecocks have played better. They're catching four and a half against Mississippi State, a team that's played much better at home. Um, do we see like the road Mississippi State team on neutral? Do we see the home Mississippi State version? Uh, you probably get something in between, Matt. Yeah. The truth is in the middle. Uh, I, I think after they got kind of smashed at South Carolina, we get a much better Mississippi State effort. I think there's a decent chance Mr. Howland is on the hot seat, could potentially be Dunzo after this game. Hard to hard to factor or hard to know how that factors into the handicap. Um, yeah, with, with the points, I probably lean towards South Carolina. They've been playing a little better, definitely a better SEC team than they are in the non-conference every single year, Kai. Every year. I don't really know why. Every year. Kai, Max knows bets. He knows bets. So um, we got to like his angle on this one. Thinks USC smashes Washington, who just ruined the best bet for the Weavers last night. It's been bet up to six and a half. Isaiah White is apparently going to try to play tonight. Direct quote. I think he matters for a team that lacks depth. Any thoughts? Uh, no. I'm not sure they smash him. I probably lean towards Washington, actually. They've been playing really well. It was a little high for a neutral side in that game that yep. could get kind of lower scoring. Jim, um, another early tip here. A couple of people love Fordham catching now six and a half and opened four and a half George Mason Fordham again neutral side opening round of the uh, I guess second round technically of the a10 tournament do we like the Rams as a dog I don't know if I do I kind of do they've been super feisty as a dog this season George Mason has not I, I, the, these two teams I think are categorically different in terms of talent George Mason has better talent they have their second best players a pack 12 like 10 point a game score Deshaun Schwartz Joshua Duro is maybe the best big man in the conference uh, close. And they finished behind Fordham in the standings. Like, come on. I, I think there's a major coaching edge for Fordham here. Uh, I lean towards the top. All right, let's go to the other inquiries. Kai, I would like you to talk my guy Nash off of Michigan State. Well, at least he would like you to try and talk him off of it. Nash, I won't because I'm on it. It's been bet down to two. I don't get why. I think Sparty wins. They just played. They just want to beat Maryland. I think they do it again today. Uh, yeah, I like it too. 
Like, Red was six in that game. Bangs gavel. And, and Michigan State got up 18 to one, one by 10. And now it's yeah. two and a half, three. Yeah. I, Alex Sparty. Every time Sparty has been like ridiculed this year publicly, I think they've played a good game like the next game. So I don't know. Dumb narrative, sort of where my head's on that one. Jim, going to Iowa State, Texas Tech for this next one. Harry R thinks the under is too obvious. What do you think? The current price is 125 and a half. It's actually been bet up from 123. Yeah. I mean, I, I, like first thing you see those two names and you just immediately think under uh, Iowa State, they can't shoot that well, but they're not this, as like. This is on the outline too. Texas Tech, no. Iowa State, guys. Good I would on the outline. Why are you yelling um, to me? I'm so, with you. Come on. It's it's like it's a blasphemy if we somehow happen to talk a game twice. God forbid we uh, we go outside the rigid schedule. There's 61 Mosh, games. Protocol. Must follow protocol. You're a robot. No, 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 Stand no, out no. of it. Stand no, out no, of no, it. No, 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 no. I'm going to for a reason. I'm, I side with Kai here, actually. You, you need to yeah, wear no, your mistakes you guys are in your hat. Structured czars. <laughs> no, uh, this is, you, this is, you're deflecting that you don't know what's on the outline. That's that's what we're finding. <laughs> you're right. You I don't. You can't mention 75% of the second half of the outline. You can't do it. You can't I'm do going it. to get out of here. Hey, hang it. Hang it. Back to the back to my questions here. There'll be lots of questions to get to. Wyoming and sorry, we just talked about Wyoming. Middle Tennessee is the question from Michael Zank. Thinks it's a trap. We've been fading Middle Tennessee um, foolishly all year. I'm doing it again today, by the way. I'm on my minors, baby. Yep. Minors were close to a best bet. Uh, we don't know Josh Jefferson's status. He's questionable. He was out with undisclosed the past two games. Thanks for all that great information. Uh, but yeah, I just think UTEP's way ascending and uh, I'm not fully buying Middle Tennessee. It's a preseason expectations bet. Right? Yeah, Middle Tennessee is supposed to be in the tank this year. They look great last night. Kai, Tulsa, Wichita from Josh Garrett. Oof. It's a general question. Wichita minus six. Shrug Dis- for me. Disgusting. I lean towards the dog in disgusting games. Tulsa plus six would be my lean. Let's see. Checks the outline. No, Oregon and Colorado is not on the outline, Jim. Um, so you can feel free to answer this freely without hesitation. I like the duckies. Quack, quack. It's minus one, I believe now. Seems low. Yeah, I, I, they're not loaded without Will Richardson. I mean, that's kind of a huge deal for them. But Jacob Young was awesome yesterday. He had like 23 points, 11 assists. Uh, they dominated Colorado at Colorado, 15-point win on the road. That was kind of the revenge for losing in Eugene. I sort of buy that Oregon's going to be on the ascendance here. Uh, they played pretty well against Oregon State without Richardson. So, yeah, I lean towards the Ducks begrudgingly. Hi, you're getting waxing. SFA versus Abilene. Good. SFA with the uh, in the favorable position of having the buy structured much like the WCC tournament where they stack the deck very much in favor of the top seeds. Yeah. SFA minus two. Thoughts? Also, Southland, a uh, few former rivals here between these That's two. Right. Well, Good Matt, I, I'll be honest. I thought Utah Valley was a was a mortal lock yesterday, and that proves there's no locks in, in betting. Um, I think SFA gets them here. They have the extra rest. I think they're the better team. They're playing super well coming into the tournament. Uh, Kyle Keller's made a whole lot of adjustments after Roddy Ware went down. Um, they could win the entire tur- uh, WAC tournament. So I lean towards SFA. Don't disagree. Jim, we talked about this game at length on multiple programs. Montana, Weber State, uh, what seems like a pretty wide open big sky field at this point with some injuries on both the top and bottom half of the bracket. Weber State sitting at minus four right now. I lean toward the Grizz. Where do you stand? Yeah, I lean towards the dog. Weber State was a very much kind of like, eh, towards the end of the season, downward trajectory. They lost to Southern Utah when Southern Utah didn't have Marine or Tavion Jones in the final game of the season. I don't know if there's chemistry issues or something going on with Weber State, but they're a different team than they were in January. So, yeah, lean towards the Grizz getting the points. All right, let's go back to Allen here. I'll round up the second batch, which will be a big, big batch. All right. Great. (laughs) 
Sorry. All right, Virginia Tech versus Notre Dame. Come on, Kai. Keep it together. Let's go. Be professional here. Well, Matt tried to talk about this game earlier, but <laughs> it's on the outline. Uh, VT is off an amazing butter, buzzer beater in overtime. Matt, my worry, Vatek's not a deep team. Are we worried about their legs after that uh, uh, overtime game? I am a little bit, but my gut, my gut tells me this is their game against Notre Dame. I agree. And Notre Dame's not a deep team either. Obviously, they're coming in with a, a very amiable position of rest. And Jim, you mentioned this pre-show. I would, the, the teams that have had the rest seem to have played a lot better, and that's not a surprise. I think we've seen that in the past, but it's bared out this year so far. Um, it's been bet up to one and a half. I think I'd still take it small. I did not officially, but the more I look at that, I think Vatek's the right side. Yeah, I do too. I looking at the minutes count for Virginia Tech is less alarming than I thought it would be. I thought they'd have like three guys over 40 minutes yesterday. Uh, Aline played 39, Mutz played 37. Everybody else is like barely balanced. I, I don't know if the overtime is going to crush them as badly as I would have expected. Uh, and yeah, they're they're a little more athletic. They can shoot with Notre Dame. I, I'm I'm leaning towards Virginia Tech too, with the the hesitance being uh, coming off the overtime there. Kai, I haven't seen you laugh this hard on the that hard on the stream since Peter North was in the chat. Yeah, hey, it's, a, it's, it's a fun MSP. day. Um, well, <laughs> I, I just like the way Vatek's playing down the stretch here. Analytically still, the best, second-best team in the ACC here. They're, they're definitely trending towards the field, especially with the wake loss. Notre Dame's probably already in. I'm sure they want to win this too. Uh, Virginia Tech won the first matchup, but neither team can exploit the other's primary weakness, which is interior de- uh, defense. So I think we're going to see some pretty basketball today, some shooting, some ball movement, some scoring. It's going to be fun, guys. But uh, Virginia Tech is my gut lean here. Um, even though I think the whole world is on Virginia Tech. I haven't seen one Notre Dame yeah. ticket out there, which also true has me hesitating a little bit. All right, next game, Villanova versus St. John's. Jim, St. John's just crushed DePaul. Uh, but Villanova might not be quite as easy, though they have given the Cats issues in the past. Nova swept them this year. What do you think? Yeah, the sweep was a little uneasy, though, especially the most recent meeting where it was like a 20-point game. I think it was 66-46 to 46 at the under-four timeout, and then St. John's had a shot to tie at the end because they just wreaked havoc on Villanova with the pressure. They did that last year. Pasha Alexander put Gillespie in the torture chamber. Like, maybe the worst collegiate game Gillespie has played was that last year against Posh. Uh, St. John's playing well, turning up. I mean, they blew out a DePaul team that I thought had a chance to win. Uh, I think we all kind of did, and it was, it was not even close. So a hat tip to uh, St. John's there. That said, I don't have a strong take on the spread. I thought this would be a little bit higher than five and a half, six. So I can't fully endorse St. John's. Yeah, I was hoping to catch like eight, but I definitely lean St. John's. If you can find seven out there, I think Bet Rivers has, has it at seven currently. I think it's a good wager. St. John's just feels like a team that's a great, um, like, like a hot team you want to ride throughout this tournament. And they're going to go all in for this game that they know they have to have to be dancing um, and Jimmy mentioned the Posh Alexander, all the St. John's fans will tell you at length how much Posh owns Gillespie, at least he has in the past. Um, and you cut the head off of the snake, Kai. I think that really limits what Nova can do on offense. Uh, last game, Gillespie, zero points against St. John's. That's pretty good indication right there. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't yeah. Uh, yeah I, I think odds makers are giving, I know Kim Pom is a little bit of home here for St. John's. Maybe that's right. I don't really think they should. Um, Nova's played here plenty of times, have done well in Big East tournaments. Um, I think the offensive execution is probably too much for St. John's, but I don't have a whole lot of confidence laying the points. I agree in a tournament setting, St. John's could be pretty dangerous, so I'd probably stay away. Next game, which is getting a lot of conversation in the chat, 
Utah State versus Colorado State. Matt, I'm going to say this, and then you just give me your takes. All right? Conscious. Okay. Stream of consciousness here. Sure. My gut screams Utah State. Yeah, what do you mine say? does too. Yep. I, I agree, especially at the current number. Hasn't it been bet up a little bit? Uh, yeah. So it's, oh, it should open at two. Yeah, it's up to four. I like it at four now. So big money on Colorado State here, Jim. I like the dog. Yeah, I think this is a, you if you're kind of like not mega familiar with college hoops, you're like, Colorado State, I've heard about them this year. They're only laying two to a team playing a back-to-back. Now it's up to four. Um, I think that was kind of like a jump off the page spread, but the market has been all over it too. I, I leaned Colorado state at two, so I'm not going to like turn around and endorse Utah state at four here. I, I just think Colorado state's better. They swept both matchups this year. I think David Roddy is a problem as much as I love Justin Bean. Roddy's just too physical, too strong for him. So I, I kind of leaned Colorado state at four. I wouldn't lay it though. Yeah, uh, to be should note that Ashworth and Brock Miller both returned yesterday. I think that's huge. So um, I love Ashley yeah. Miller's a sniper from three. Pretty impressed by their effort yesterday. I, I think Air Force is yeah. feisty and they just completely destroyed us. Dismantled. Yeah. This, uh, this Utah State team was really good to start the year. I, I think people forget how good they were. Um, definitely dealt with some injuries during the year. Uh, they haven't been great in Mountain West play, but they've stayed pretty high in the analytics. They're still top 50 in Kempom. I don't know. I think being Horvath can do something against Roddy, but the backcourt athleticism is worrisome. I mean, Stevens has a huge edge over your Jones, your Bear Styles, your Ashworths. Um, I think the number's too high, though. Utah State plus four would be the way I'd, I'd go on that one. Last game on the outline. Then we have six best bets, guys, to share. I think we've shared one or two already. Iowa State versus Texas Tech. I don't think Iowa State has a prayer, Jim. <clears throat> but Oof. but Oof. eight points is pretty high. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, mega low total game. That's kind of what we were starting to, before you so appropriately scolded us for starting to discuss this game in the chat section. Yeah, like mm-hmm. this, you just look at these teams and you think under, like very frustrating offenses. Um, Texas Tech with their, you know, completely take away the paint. But I would say Iowa State's a little more of a jump shooting team with Brockington, with Grill, with Koontz. Like those guys like to shoot over the top. Kalsher, another one. Um, so I think there's routes for them to score enough to cover that eight. Uh, I, I, Texas Tech's my pick to win the Big 12 tournament, but I think Iowa State can at least hang around and I would not lay eight with the Longhorn or the Red Raiders here. Yeah, that's where I am too. Um, I feel like I'm liking a lot of dogs today, although I'm looking at my bet sheet. We I think love, pups. Equal, we we love, love pups. pups. Bark, bark. It's just it's more it, fun to bet dogs. In it is because you start off the game and the money. It's so fun. Um, but yeah, I think I agree with Jim that at eight and a half, shit, if that hits nine, Iowa State getting nine on a neutral. I, mean, I know Texas Tech's good, but it's not a team that can really blow you away. Uh, maybe they do the Virginia crockpot approach here, but I would lean Iowa State high at the current price. Late tip tonight in the uh, at the Sprint, sorry, the T-Mobile Center, no, no longer the Sprint Center. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I saw we saw Texas Tech almost beat Iowa State at Hinkle shorthanded, and they handled Mizzi at Lubbock. Texas That's Tech true. has lost two out of three. They're way better at home. Neutral site doesn't equal a road game, but still, maybe something to think about. I just think Texas Tech shuts them down. That that defense is more in the country for a reason. Matthew, chat mob, round two. Don't worry. No more games are on the outline, so you are free to <laughs> okay, say whatever games you first want. First ones he's asking about are all our yes. best bets games. Get ready. <laughs> Remember our best oh, bets, yeah. though. No, I, I forgot your best bets, so you'll have to interrupt me when I get there. Um, hey, here's one that was almost the best bet for me, and then I saw the number shoot up like a rocket in a matter of minutes. Kai, a few folks love the Itsy Bitsy Spiders today. Um, It seems like I have a little too frequently this year as well. They're playing Rhode Island, who someone in this chat almost added in a Moneyline parlay like a fool yesterday. They should have lost that game to Duquesne. They can't make free throws. 
I like the spiders Kai. It's up to minus six now. So price is not great. I lean towards Richmond as well. Um, but I don't like really betting either team this year. Can't really trust one, any of them. None, none of them. Uh, Jim, you can give a side take on this one. I believe this is where your best bet lies on the total. Um, does North Texas smash rice minus 10 and a half. They did twice in the regular season. I thought the number is pretty high, but then I looked back at those two meetings. And I was like, Oh, maybe it's not too high. Uh, yeah, not my best bet. Um, I, but I do kind of lean towards I the under it's been bet down. Um, uh, so not, not surprising there. These, like all the CUSA games are getting bet down. Uh, but yeah, I kind of lean towards North Texas. They are not coming off back to back. Olivari still out for Rice. That is kind of an issue for them. They played really well yesterday. Uh, I, I watched some of that Charlotte game, and they they were kind of clicking. But North Texas's defense doesn't really allow you to click because of it. You know, suffocates you, forces you to play long possessions. Lean towards the Mean Green, Matt. I think the historical matchups, the last two, are indicative of the matchup edge here. I agree, Kai. You're getting another CUSA question. Florida Atlantic UAB. Florida Atlantic squeaked by, I guess they might squeak by, they, they, man, I guess they handled. They dominated. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, I'm thinking of the other game. They dominated a Batten and Bruise Southern Miss team that was basically about to, to fall over. UAB, though, with rest, did they come out and smack the Owls? I think UAB is going to win this tournament. Um, so I, I, I do think they, uh, seven's big. FAU, um, they had their little run. It, it, there was a lot of uh, favorable shooting during that run, but I still think they're a pretty good team. Um, so seven might be a little bit too much delay, but I think UAB gets the win. The disco at the Frisco, maybe Fort Center, just the most heinous venue of any possible conference tournament venue. Jim, Michael Zhang asking about Virginia, UNC, Tony Bennett, his mojo, man. I think people are looking to fade UNC off the Duke win. Where do you stand here? UNC lane four currently. I am with those people. Uh, I believe I was on Virginia at UNC this year and UNC kind of clocked them. So there's some risk there. UNC actually is a decent shooting team and Virginia forces you to go over the top. UNC can do that a little bit. That said, I'm, I'm pretty in on the angle that this UNC team got really full of themselves after the Duke game. Look at all the social media posts and all the stuff that they've been like, Oh, look at us. We ruined coach K's final home game. Uh, and Virginia, I think is just going to play their game meticulously uh, stay within distance and, and probably even, I, I think they win this game outright. I think Virginia, after, even after an ugly game yesterday, I think that almost threw people off the scent. So wahoos for me. Sorry. I was distracted by the bring back Ronald Delph take from Michael Rizzo in our chat. Love a great obscure old player shout out reference there. Kai, you're getting the game that tips off in a half hour Butler Providence. Oh boy. Al Durham game time decision. That is notable. And Butler is playing better, as we've seen. Bo Hodges Butler is a good team. No, Bo Hodges Butler is a bad team. Yeah. Seven points, too high? Seven and a half? Uh, touch high. I mean, Butler shouldn't be here. <laughs> the the Scruggs foul at the end of the game, 13 for 29 from the free throw line. 13 for, for 29. Xavier basically track. said, we don't actually want to go to the tournament. Uh, here, here, Butler, why don't you take this one? <laughs> we'll make also, this easy for you, committee. We're, actually, we're I think okay. it was because the, the Bulldog was there, Matt. Like I said yesterday, the blue blue four. there. The Bulldog is there. Uh, he matters a lot to the line. He does. I lean towards Butler. Um, they're they're scrappy enough. I bet they make this one pretty close. Scare Providence a little bit. Is Blue still there today? They didn't like take him home, right? He's going to be there for I, the I think he's hanging out in New York. I think he's hanging out. Well, like he wouldn't leave. He's not going to abandon right. yeah, his okay. team. Come on. No, if he had like uh, like a groomer appointment back in India or something. No, good. I hope he's there. The mojo's real. Jim, I think Dur- I think Durham is playing. By the way, I think he, he is okay. warm warmups. And, and that stuff, so. matters a lot. Um, to, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, two games beside these two, or between these two, are decided by eight total points. And Providence has to win by eight. Eh, eh. I'm with you. It feels high. Jim, you're getting Kansas, West Virginia. 
Kai mentioned last night, like, man, did we give up on our ears at the wrong time? Certainly feels like a tournament where they not turn it on, but play much more competitively than we saw them down the stretch. They're catching 10 against the Jayhawks. Thoughts? Yeah, that's too high, I think. I mean, what was the year that West Virginia was horrendous and they like almost made a run in this tournament? Yeah, that's right. Yep. Uh, so I yep. think Bob Huggins gets his guys to lock in for this. Kansas isn't somebody that I think has been playing great. They haven't been covering any of these big numbers. I thought they had an awesome spot at home against TCU in that second matchup last Thursday, and they could not get away from them. So I, I think West Virginia stays inside that number. Yeah, and this is also a semi-home game for Kansas, if that matters for you, too. That's That'll true. be like 85% Jayhawk fans in that building. Um, Kai, I'm giving you some Big West action. Long Beach State, um, and they are playing who? I'm, I'm forgetting the matchups. Bakersfield. Right Bakersfield. Bakersfield, thank you. Up to um, minus seven. Feels high. Or before feel before high. that, please hit the like, folks, if you will. Just real quickly, just scrolling over that like button and hit it. Thank you very much. Rob Douster will, plug. Um, I don't know, give you a million dollars each. Uh, Long Beach Generous. State minus six and a half. Oh, well, I hate Bakersfield. Uh, Matt, they're 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 one of my least favorite teams in the country this season. However, they can make games ugly. It's their mo. Would not be surprised if this game plays to like 110 total points. I know. I love the under here. But I, I lean towards Bakersfield. I almost took Bakersfield money lines because I think it's just this game is just disgusting and they can slime one. Um, but I do hate Bakersfield. To be very clear about that, Jim Kent State. Talking some action here. They are playing Miami O, who has been struggling as of late, even though they did get Delonte Brown back. Um, Golden Flashes, Miami O, thoughts on this one? I'm trying to find the current price here. Yeah, I mean, Kent State's been a rocket ship, to be quite honest. Like, it's it's hard to say anything negative about what they've done, but this felt a little bit high to me. It was just like, as I was making the line, Gut said, oh, I'm surprised it's over a touch or almost a touchdown, six and a half, seven. Yep. So I lean towards the Red Hawks, um, but... Kent State has, like I said, been suffocating. So if you don't want to get in the way of that, I totally understand. Yep. Jim, go right back to you for some uh, some Mountain West and Com. Coming to you for some swag. Hell here. yeah. Jim, late Ew. night on your neck of the woods, San Diego State playing Fresno. Minus six is the current price. Opened at four. Fresno coming off the OT squeak by San Jose State. Seems like that explains the early money. Yeah, that otherwise I would be like, what? These two teams, the total is 115, and we're telling San Diego State they got to win by a touchdown after Fresno almost won at San Diego State. So the over, overtime thing kind of spooks me, a pretty poor performance, but they might have been looking ahead to this one. San Jose State, 1-17 in 17 in the league. Maybe Fresno just wasn't dialed. So I'm leaning towards Fresno at 6. It just feels too high for this low total game, two teams that I view as relatively equal. 115. Actually, open 113. So some people like the over shootout. Uh, it's going to be a shootout, Matt. 60 to 63. Look out. Points galore in Thomas and Matt. Kai, Swaction Southern is the specific question. They are laying six against Grambling. Southern has been like really good. really good, but just even better than I thought they would be. Man, can they maintain this level? I kind of think fade here. No, I think the value is on Grambling at plus six. It's a lot of points. Grambling is not terrible. Um, but Southern Matt is, is a team that can definitely win this tournament, especially after Prairie View went down uh, the way they did, especially after Texas Southern almost went down to Jackson State. Southern appears to be the favorite now in this tournament. Alcorn and Prairie View and M was the worst basketball game I have watched. I, I, <laughs> I, like, I feel pretty strongly about that. The, the turnovers, the idiot execution late, some of the fouls that were committed, the missed layups, like it was terrible, terrible basketball. It's not good. Uh, I caught some highlights that way. I had bad. to get that off my chest. Sorry. 
everyone's whining because we haven't talked about Duke, Duke, Syracuse, as if like we need to tell people what our angle on this is. I mean, it tips in 25 minutes. Duke opened minus 11. The whole world opened up their wallets and bet Duke. It's up to minus 15 now. Buddy Bayheim, the gut puncher, is not playing. Kai, is there any value at all on Duke? Or are you looking to get cute with the fighting Coles Whiters? There's probably a tad bit of value on Syracuse. Look how hot they can get, man. They just won by 40. I mean, I know, I know Bayheim's out of this game. And he matters a lot. Um, but yeah, the, uh, 15 and a half. I don't feel good taking either side at all. Yeah, the spread's crazy high, but Duke eviscerated the zone twice yeah. this year. They'll Just kill him. Destroyed it. Yeah. That's that's my lean. They'll kill him. Uh, late question here asking to me directly, so I'll fill this one. Matt, can East Carolina hang with Cincy? Yeah, they can. I did take Cincy, though, minus five. Uh, Brandon Suggs is supposed to be back, which is a key development for ECU. I, I was kind of hoping he may not play or might be dicey. Um, so I partially regret that bet. Just be honest. Um, Jim, you're getting Oklahoma Baylor. LJ Cryer is officially a game time decision bind, although I think I'm sort of buying that he's no, not going to play. Plays. I doubt he, he, plays. Hasn't played, he hasn't played forever. I, yeah, I don't think he's going to play in this tournament, to be honest, but we'll see. Uh, Oklahoma plus eight, Jim, your thoughts? Yeah, lean towards Boomer. Uh, just a little more desperate. Baylor, like you said, shorthanded. Didn't have anything strong on this game, though. As some folks asking about Vanderbilt, the Vandy boys, fully healthy for like the first time all year. Chapman and Robbins back in the mix, although we know Chapman's not 100%. Feels a little bit short to Bama. Five and a half to Bama? I kind of like Vanderbilt. I, I think they are, uh, I think they're a cute little run team here in the SEC tournament. I'm with you. I think I Vanderbilt agree. wins today. Like, yeah. Wow. I love I it. I thought like Vandy, you guys like Vandy more than I do. Okay. Ch- I, I'm, Chapman yeah. played yesterday. Like the, uh, they're they're the so stars much better with Chapman and yeah. Robbins, and Alabama is maddening to the max. I think Vandy wins. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I kind of have the same thoughts on BC, although I, I worry that off the OT when their smoke might run out today. Um, just saw a question come in on Boston College, Miami. There it is. How fitting. Kai, question on the total to bet down to 137, I guess. BC off the OT is the angle here. Any take on cider total in this one? I guess I'd lean towards the under. I don't know how you can't lean towards Boston College after the two straight games they looked really really uh good however do you think they are feeling the effects of two games in two days maybe they are college okay. kids matt they're all 18 to 21 years old they're in it's the best shape of their lives yeah it's around digging fantastic shape uh i would not lay the points with miami put it that way jim i know you wanted some big sky chatter question about portland state southern utah coming through the mob airwaves southern utah minus five some injury concerns for the thunderbirds do we like the vikings Maybe a little, but if you watched them play yesterday, you, you wouldn't want to trust that team as far as you could throw them. They're, right. they're mega frustrating. Uh, Idaho State was playing terrible, and Portland State like couldn't get away for a while. No Tivion Jones matters for, for Southern Utah. Marine, I think, is back. Supposed to be. It was an illness. Uh, but, yeah, not, not strong enough to take the Vikings there for me. Matt, if I can just shoehorn that into Sacramento State, Montana State as well, because I know that was a question. Yep. If you watched either Sacramento State or Portland State, you do not want any piece of those teams. Uh, just absolute garbage the entire game from both squads. Um, I do think there's a little bit of value on Sacramento State, though. After you did, too. I bet him. I took him at 10. I think Bryce Fowler is like <laughs> he's Salim Stoudemire right now. He's just, Montana State might be banged comp, up. He's good. Might, might be banged up. It's like, that's a weird take. That's, that, that was a bad, bad Southpaw comparison. Bad They're South both comparison. lefties. They're both players. lefties. Um, <laughs> but he's been insane. Look at his stats the last few weeks. I got a oh yeah late question coming through here. Jim, George Washington versus UMass. 
I was hoping this probably would be higher. I backed GW at UMass and they won wire to wire easily. I think it's the right side today, although I think the price is a little bit short. Yeah, and I, I just think both of these like coaching staffs are not great. So it's kind of like an erratic, I don't want to put a whole lot of hard-earned dollars on either side, but the talent level is pretty even two underachieving teams versus their talent level, I think. So uh, yeah, I, I could buy taking the points in a game where they're basically equal. Kai, our Billikens playing LaSalle as they try to make a last push here for a big dance ticket. The Explorers are, I don't know, not a good team, but they did get Clifton Moore to play yesterday and he played well, I think. Yeah. Um, that matters. Any thoughts on this? 11 and a half is the current number. Uh, I'm the biggest LaSalle hater you're going to find. And I think <laughs> it's too high. I think it's too high. 11 and a half. There's uh, value on LaSalle, I think. Yeah, Moore had uh, 19 points, four blocks, and seven rebounds in 30 minutes. He matters. He's been like the fulcrum of that team lately. Uh, at the buzzer questions, all right, we got a few coming in here. Is my chat behind? I'm so confused. Wait, yeah, my, mine keeps like freezing and refreshing. Kai, go ahead. What's that? Oh, I got mine's all up to date, baby. Mizzou LSU was a question. Um, Ooh, I think yes. I, I lean towards LSU, um, but we're Mizzou fans. So take that. Jim and I went to Mizzou. Take that for what you will. My brother's friend and my other buddy asked about player prop recommendations. Um, I guess my angle would be DeGray over. It seems like he's the new star of this team for Mizzou and bet anything Xavier Pinson good because the whole revenge angle seems like it's a real thing. I don't know. Jim Kai thoughts. I have like legitimately sure. zero player prop. Mizzou yeah. You guys thoughts. hate, you guys hate exact markets. That's fair. Um, Central <laughs> Michigan uh, uh, or Albany. Al- Albany's playing today. No, he, it's not Albany Christians. Abilene. We talked about it's Abilene it. Christian. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. That was confusing. Um, I got think enough. That's all I got. Let's go best bets. Let's best bet. Let's agree. Let's do it. Who's up? Me? All right. You're up. Uh, best bets. I have two. I forgot what they were. I have too many damn bets today. I know the first one is Washington state, the wazoo, as I so poorly used to call them earlier in this season, it's been bet up to nine. So I'm going against the market. It seems, um, I know Mo Gay did not play last night. He's a big interior piece, but they have plenty of depth up front. Not worried about that. UCLA limping in the tournament. Just think this game plays a lot closer than nine for a team that's capable of making the tournament that just hasn't gotten the wins this season. It's a good time to ride the Cougar train that we were maybe trying to do all season. Um, and then my second bet is Buffalo minus three, I think is the current price. The Buffalo handicaps are pretty straightforward. It's when they don't play a team named Toledo or Kent. I like them when they play Toledo and Kent. They they're in Ohio, ex- in Ohio. In Ohio in too. Ohio. You're right. They're like athletes are no are neutralized and negated. Um, but I love this Buffalo team in this spot against uh, an Akron team. I'm just still shorting. So minus three bulls. Let's go. Go bulls. Uh, all right. Go bulls. Indeed. Go bulls. Go bulls. Let's go bulls. <laughs> That's very nice. Uh, I got two best bets guys. I, why not? I'm putting it all. What? The line. Is this uh, the first time in the year you've done two? I'm so mad about Utah Valley yesterday that I'm doing two. It's called going on tilt. Chasing. <laughs> we love it. Monmouth minus two and a half is my love first Monmouth. best bet. Um, Great. Thanks to the kiss of death, Matthew. I love it too. Guys, my irrational confidence thing is working, by the way. I'm like three for three on bragging about both of your guys' bets in the chat, and they both I think. So I think my bets wanna, are 0-20 when that. Matt says, ah, I love that bet. Uh, Monmouth no, minus two and a half. It's their, it's their tournament now that I, that Iona's out. Um, Miller, legit size. Reynolds, legit guard. Papa's, legit first teamer. I think experience matters here in this tournament. King Rice has been there. Monmouth's top 10 in the country in experience. Uh, Monmouth minus two and a half. I think it's pretty short. Yeah, they should Next get one. Rudy back, which is huge for them. Rudy's back, big defender. Yep. Next one, Nevada. 
plus six and a half. Uh, they've underachieved all year, but they're getting stronger. New Mexico is actually a pretty good win. They lost by one to San Diego State, lost by six at Boise. Play Boise again. Washington, Baker, Sherfield, strong core. I think they can keep it close against Boise today at the Thomas and Mac. Love it. All right. I will jump Breaking into news. Mine. Breaking news. Colin Caston warming up. Very big for my fellow Florida backers out there. Let's go, Mike White. Dig in, baby. Have, have a great time with that one. Um, yeah. Uh, my first best bet was UConn minus four. I think they take down Seton Hall with Seton Hall's really dicey point guard situation. And yes, Chad, of course, I couldn't, I couldn't let you go without an under, you know, that's the way I live. Uh, Louisiana tech, Western Kentucky at the Frisco disco saying under there, 143 and a half, I believe was the number. Uh, I just think this one slows down. Both teams have, uh, uh, Matt, were you just making noise? What was that? I was dancing. Sorry. A little Frisco okay. disco. All right. Uh, Louisiana tech's best players, Kenneth Lofton. They played through him in the post. It's going to be tough to score consistently against a seven foot six big man. So yeah, I like Louisiana tech, Western Kentucky under one forty three and a half. and a half best bet. Uh, that concludes. Great. Thank you. <laughs> so that's me. Jesus. Get your cue. Kai. You're all right. You're, hey, you're all right. Close it out. You're hey. good. You're fine. I should have kicked it to you. I should have, should have not. <laughs> I was open. I was open. Hey, we're back tomorrow with another episode of the big bets. Nope. With another episode of field of 68 best bets show. Thank you, Bet Rivers. Thank you, everyone out there. 10 a.m. Central, talking tomorrow. More great games, championships, semis, everything. We'll see you tomorrow, 10 a.m. Central. Good luck with your bets.